Are you living a wellness lifestyle? What could it do for you? Join us today on the Wellness Lounge a step further and see how our guests and direction can inspire you to self-empowerment through a wellness lifestyle. Now, here is the host of the Wellness Lounge a step further, Desiree Watson. Thanks for joining us again. We're very excited about uh, today's guest. And as uh, you may or may not know, we are the Wellness Lounge. It's a signature brand for Wellness Interactive. And we believe that the Wellness Lounge, we are taking it a step further. And we like to bring guests to you that may be empowering our communities, our world, on so many different levels, and they may live right next door to you, and you may have no idea what they're doing. So thanks again for tuning in, and I just want to say uh, again how humble we are that so many uh, people are listening in from around the world. So thank you to uh, Thailand, to India, China, Spain, Canada, France, uh, uh, oh my gosh, I could just go on and on. And, and of course, United States, we can never forget <laughs> United States, Germany. But thanks, it, thanks. I'm very humbled uh, by uh, your response to the show. And so that said, um, we are uh, located at 14 South Orange Avenue in South Orange, New Jersey. And of course, we are engaging all over the world with a global platform. Um, you can find us at wellnessinteractive.com. Please upload any information you'd like uh, dedicated to all things well, and you'll uh, find that um, Wellness Interactive is also a platform to find what you need. And that's our, our whole slogan, find what you need. But it's meant to find what you need to help navigate this whole experience of life. And our wonderful guests will enlighten us all on uh, where sh- we should uh, luster in our life for wellness. <laughs> but uh, before we get to her, uh, I'd like to read from Eileen W. Johnson, uh, Tropical Flowers. This is her book. And she is the uh, owner, founder of uh, the New York Flower School in New York City. So let me read a paragraph because it's, it's just so beautiful and empowering and enlightening, and it may speak somewhat to um, who we are uh, uh, daily. We're those lovely flowers uh, because it is about women this morning. Okay, it is greenhouses in orangeries. It is a cold February morning in the Midwest. The sky outside is gray. Snow is on the ground and the trees are skeletally bare. You go into the kitchen and cut open an orange, or maybe you break apart a tangerine and feel the juice dripping on your fingers. You put the fruit in your mouth, enjoying the sweetness of the tropics when, outside, the clouds break and it starts to snow, blanketing your house, your home, in a soundless cocoon. We now take these things for granted in the Northern Hemisphere, having our sweet morsel of fresh citrus in the middle of a long winter. But for many centuries, these tastes were the purview of the riches of the rich. To have an orange in the middle of a winter in the 17th century meant that hmm, you had to have an orangery in your castle. 
a winter garden had to be built and kept heated. Orange trees had to be transported from the new world of the tropics by ship over periods of months to years. The oldest greenhouse in Europe that is still in existence is in Padua, Italy, and it is a World Heritage Site of UNESCO. It was created in 1545 in order to develop and propagate plants from around the world to be used for medicinal properties. The greenhouse's website reads, the Botanical Garden of Paduva is the original of all botanical gardens throughout the world. It represents the birth of science, of scientific exchanges, and of the awareness of the relationship between nature and culture. It gave so much a great contribution to the development of many modern scientific disciplines, notably botany, medicine, chemistry, ecology, and pharmacy. So I read all that because sometimes I feel that uh, we are all um, in, or I'd like to believe that we're we're all sometimes caught in in the tropical uh, flowers of uh, our society. Even if we're not, it's great to feel that way and think that way. Find that space if you can. So um, that brings me to my guest because maybe she can help to empower us to have that special space, that tropical area in our lives. So today we have Miriam Bellov, who, of course, is quite amazing. She's a master uh, Reiki therapist, but we'll get back to that master Reiki teacher. She's the founder of the Wellness Agenda. For over 35 years, she has been involved in mind-body-spirit work, fusing the wisdoms of Asia with the scientific discoveries of the West and developed creative concentrations for unique programs to relax the body, concentrate the mind, and rejuvenate the spirit. Compelled by her passion, Marion made several global excursions and is now creating programs for countless individuals and institutions, including the United Nations, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, the United States Department of Labor, Estee Lauder, and the New York Open Center. With that Master of Arts from, uh, with her Master of Arts from Brown University, uh, Marion teaches via all media, corporately and uh, civically. She has the wellness expert, well, she is the wellness expert for both Origins Natural Resources and Shiseido in USA. She is a public speaker who often leads meditations. So welcome, 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 Miriam. Can't wait to have this wonderful conversation with you on enlightenment and empowerment uh, because, of course, today our discussion is about women living consciously. So welcome. Thank you so much, Desiree. First of all, I'd like to thank you for uh, allowing me to be on your show and have this conversation and sharing with all of your global listeners. It's really an honor. Thank you. Well, thank you so much. So, Marianne, let's uh, talk for a moment about uh, your whole navigation experience uh, in life to get to, to this point where you are now. Um, let's, uh, for a moment, just engage with uh, who you were as a child. <laughs> Did you ever feel 
some empowerment or enlightenment <laughs> by something special or maybe oh. someone special. Well, you know. And to me, you know, some people like to go or can even go back as far as five, four years old, and then some may start in high school, college, or it, it doesn't matter. But I would love to hear, and I'm sure our listeners would love to hear, what uh, enlightened you as a child? Oh, well, I'll tell you, uh, it was my maternal grandmother. Oh, I have beautiful. to say. <laughs> beautiful. Um, I that had the great pleasure really of, so of growing up in a household. We miss that sometimes. Yes, with my maternal grandmother. And mm-hmm. uh, I always had that strong connection, therefore, of a matriarchal presence and power in the house. Of course, I loved my father. He was a wonderful man and a scientist who uh, greatly influenced me in in my career and work. But it was my mother's mother, uh, Shirley, who we called Mama, (laughs) (laughs) who who really uh, shared with me her life story and with everyone, of course. And that empowered me so uh, that even as a child, I felt very comfortable with realms of spirit, dream work, um, Mm -hmm. power, Mm -hmm. uh, self-empowerment, since my grandmother had chosen to leave uh, what was at that time Russia near the Ukraine uh, in Mm -hmm. Kiev, outside of Kiev. Uh, She and her husband fled during the Russian Revolution. And so this was incredible Mm -hmm. to me that this woman left everything she knew, and she had come from a very prosperous and loving family in a small town called Tonya. But when she realized in her late teens that uh, she really had to leave, she did. Wow, amazing. And and that story always empowered me, and she and her husband, uh, my grandfather, who I had the good fortune to also know, uh, lived then in Romania, went to Paris, to Istanbul, trying to get out of Europe and feeling compelled really to come to America, mm-hmm. which needless to say, I'm <laughs> very grateful for. Finally, yeah, they did. Finally, <laughs> so they did bring she, a little her baby story with story empowers you when you, you mention that. Um, engage us a bit with uh, your your grandmother, because I just think she's amazing, and of course I've, I've never met her. Mm. But her story, mm. when you're um, listening, uh, is she speaking directly uh, to you or young people, or you're listening to her speak to others, and you're in tune to her greatness and that you know empowerment? How, how does that work when you say you, you, you know her story and you listen to her? How did, how did that happen for you? That's a great How early? question. That's a great way to go. You know, um, actually, again, she was always in my life. So mm-hmm. her presence, just her physical presence, was so centering and warming to me. Mm. Uh, so she would tell me stories personally, you mm-hmm. know, sing to me, which I will not do. No, no, that's fine. <laughs> the radio show. No, it's but fine. No, no, no. It's okay. Of songs of uh, from the Ukraine. Whatever you want to share, it's beautiful. Thank you. Not. Well, and it was very beautiful. But then, of course, when she would tell these stories to friends 
and my mother over and over again, they just became more deeply embedded in me. And uh, it was so kind of you to want to use a title of a book that I am in, Women Living Consciously, which is a woman's anthology book that I had the great pleasure to write a chapter in, in which I wrote about my grandmother, Shirley, and called her the Phoenix. (laughs) She. (laughs) Oh, wow. That's so great. I love it. I love it. Yes, well, what happened was, again, she so empowered me, and having her story of, of searching for more freedom and willing to risk everything deeply embedded a pattern in me so that even though I did go to Brown, as you mentioned, mm-hmm. for a graduate degree, I myself felt empowered and compelled, really, by my own passion to mm-hmm. leave academia behind and experience more directly various cultures and mm-hmm. how they coped with what we called many decades ago stress management mm-hmm. or healing, of course, and wellness. Better mm-hmm. ways to understand the various cultures of our precious planet. Wow. That's yeah. that's absolutely beautiful and amazing. So were you um, uh, inclined to... Uh, become engaged with the various cultures around the world when you were in college, or was this something you felt uh, as you began to um, go into young adulthood, uh, just uh, high school, you know, because it's so beautiful to hear people like yourself uh, be in a comfortable space, and I think most of us always want to have that space. And to have you enlighten us as to your navigation experience of doing so is to empower us. Oh, well, allow me to do that because I, <laughs> I, I love seeing all people, but since we're oriented at the moment towards women, I think that we, as women, are so much more sensitive to our own needs. Men certainly are being released and liberated to feel that for themselves. Right. But we have had centuries of that sensitivity. Sometimes we as women have gathered in private to share our stories, but now they're becoming so more public and and so much more important, especially for our sweet <laughs> Mother Earth at this moment, yeah. shall I say. <laughs> so needed. <laughs> yeah, so l- allow me then. I mean, I was compelled. I, I enjoyed growing up. Uh, I grew up here in New Jersey also, mm-hmm. and I loved your story about that tropical warmth that you quoted from that <laughs> beautiful beginning, because I, even though my mo- grandmother and mother loved it cold in the house, and that could have been possibly from my grandmother's experience, you know, in those cold, right, cold <laughs> winter <Turkey> months <laughs> near <laughs> Kiev. But I always liked it hot. And so I was always drawn to- towards those more tropical climes. So uh, <laughs> first place I did go to, though, was Morocco, which was an amazing culture. Oh, I love you Morocco. You recently visited there, too. And it was just uh, fantastic to be in in uh, Fez and Rabat and and Marrakesh 
and then further on down south into just north of the Sahara uh, and, and seeing just the amazing culture and jewelry and creations of those people. It was a very beautiful time. And uh, I appreciated also, I, I must say, to the French influence in the country, which was very, at that time when I was there uh, in the uh, 70s, a very um, cosmopolitan blend also of the mm-hmm. Moroccan and the French culture, which was quite lovely, and I, which sort of predated my fascination with uh, France and its um, cultural influences, because even though Morocco spoke to me and England where I studied and I went to Israel and studied there and the land there is so powerful. Mm-hmm. And Jerusalem, as we all know, is such an amazing, if I may say, PowerPoint on the planet. Right. Um, it, it is quite amazing. Isn't it, it is. And, Especially and, uh, just, uh, I don't know that people realize um there uh, can be at any given time uh, a number of different cultures, you know, Christ or religions, as you know, mm-hmm. you can have Christianity. Uh, when you're praying uh, uh, in Jerusalem mm. at the beautiful wall, there are all different cultures, and I don't think people realize that. Oh, it is. It's remarkable. It really mm-hmm. was, uh, is a a very holy spot for Christians and mm-hmm. Muslims and Jewish people, and mm-hmm. we just all hope, I'm sure, and pray that some deep peace finally arrives to that very holy spot. Right, too. isn't it something? Yeah, quite. Uh... <laughs> and may we see that in our lifetimes. Right, <laughs> that That's, would be oh, nice. I'm you so know. glad you said that. May we see that in our lifetime, yes. or at least our our grandchildren. Yes, uh, it's just yes. Uh, that would be quite uh, amazing and beautiful. So, um, so from well, there, I, I, I enjoyed and very much was for commercial for a moment, oh, and we are speaking with uh, the beautiful, fabulous uh, Miriam Belov, uh, who are enlightening us and empowering us with her navigation experience through life, women living consciously, and a lot of what uh, she writes about, about and has lived, it's I believe living consciously, but she'll tell us more about that when we return. So stay with us. Thank you. This is the home of the top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success drivers. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. Family caregivers face some tough challenges every day in caring for a partner, parent, child, sibling, friend, neighbor, or even coworker. You are there to provide the care that these people need after everyone else has gone home. Family Caregivers Unite with Dr. Gordon Atherley will provide you with a social networking experience. You'll hear from experts and others who are experiencing the same things, and together you will promote a common cause. Tune in to Family Caregivers Unite twice every week, Tuesdays at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Voice America Variety and on the Voice America Empowerment Channel every Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. How do you feel about the future? Tune in each week for Visionary Leader Extraordinary Life with host Kate Ebner. 
You can be a great leader by learning from the inspiring stories of amazing visionaries who are shaping our future. Everyone deserves to create their own vision, and Kate and her guests will share the tools that you need to make it happen. Make a weekly visit to the Voice America Business Channel for Visionary Leader, Extraordinary Life, every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time. Be inspired. Become inspiring. We're on Facebook along with some of the greatest minds of the world, and that includes you. Visit us on Facebook at Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks again for joining us. We're speaking with Miriam Bellov. Uh, she is uh, not only a certified uh, Reiki master teacher, but uh, she also has her own amazing uh, platform, and I think she's going to engage with us uh, a little more on that as we move along. But I want to go back to... Um, your travels, Marion, because, uh, you know, I find it quite interesting uh, that, um, uh, you know, many of us, I, I think, have, have traveled and, and we have moved around the world, and then many of us have not, meaning women. So when the movie came out, Eat, Pray, Love, mm. I thought, wow, that's my life. <laughs> but I think it's because of what we have done uh, prior, what we had already done prior to the movie coming out. So as you were speaking about all your travels, I thought, okay, there's another Eat, Pray, Love. (laughs) So tell us about India, uh, because I agree that Morocco is absolutely fabulous, but tell us about India and a couple of your other travels that... uh, uh, will will also be Eat, Pray, Love, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that, first of all, was a great book and a great movie, too, it I was, must say. It was, wasn't it? it so it much fun. Yeah. Wonderful. But, you know, it's true, Desiree. After I had gone uh, over to Europe and Morocco and Middle East uh, and Egypt also and those pyramids, I was just drawn, though. I was just magnetized to go to South India. Right, right. I I had to go, and uh, I was fortunate it was before marriage and children and my daughter being born, so I was free to stay and 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 explore this amazing corner of South India, um, an international city called Oroville, which is recognized by UNESCO um, and um, protected too by the Indian government. And it is a very, very powerful place. People have been building uh, ecological sites and schools, cultural pavilions, planting millions of trees and and creating sustainable ways of living, really, all the while experiencing an evolutionary impulse. Right, so that yeah, atmosphere. It's a really, it's a place of of deep aspiration. Uh, there's a lot of um, teachings that are based on the teachings of Mira Richard, who was a French woman <laughs> who went to South uh, India outside of Pondicherry. 
And, uh, in fact, that's where the uh, story, The Life of Pi, begins, if you've seen that movie. Oh, absolutely. Those A few first times. Scenes One of my of, favorites. Yeah, of <laughs> Pi swimming favorite. in the little pool in, in Pondicherry. That's uh, connected right. to the Sri Aurobindo so, Ashram, so, <laughs> which is yeah. where I also stay. So when I, listen, uh, when I listen to all these amazing and beautiful places that uh, you have uh, visited, um, I, you know, I, I want to speak uh, in... in, in I guess find that space for many women or help us to find that space uh, uh, for women living consciously. Would you say that your whole travels and uh, the places that you've been, would you say that it's, it's helped you with this conscious living? Because I know I, I, I travel around the world as well, and um, it's just amazing. Is that part of the transition into living consciously, being able to get up and travel and move and to have no fear like your grandma, you know, just I'm, I, I need to do this for myself. Uh, how is that uh, present Good. in our lives, Excellent. to be able to you know, move? Because for me, and maybe for you, Desiree, I mm-hmm. was compelled to physically travel. Yeah. Again, I had yes. I have had a life which is very unique, as each of ours is. Mm-hmm. Uh, but um, I was able to because of uh, working, having the funds and monies to do this, not having a family, not having that kind of responsibility. On the other hand, I have brought the experience of my traveling uh, back. To in creating programs and platforms, which we can then talk about, to be of service to people locally. We don't have to physically travel. I think it also can be an inward travel into <laughs> our own psyches and beings. That right, right. And you know what, you, you just important. said, uh, I, I've said this uh, in a few of my other shows, um, mm-hmm. that, you know, 98% of our population, and it may have changed by then, that, you know, I... Learn this in college at some point. 98% of the population generally do not go outside of their 20-mile radius, and 2% of the population will travel. So the 98%, they are building communities and doing a beautiful, amazing mm-hmm. thing. So I think sometimes we can look at the fact that the 2% that are traveling, like yourself or myself or you know other uh, women in the world or, or people in the world, will bring all of that uh, amazing information back to our communities to help build them. That's, I think, ultimately the point. I mean, I enjoyed going. Uh, For me, it was, again, I was compelled. It was always, though, with an orientation towards studying various types of healing, of wellness work, of consciousness in these various cultures. I even got to go to China a few years ago. And that was an amazing experience for me since I had studied or played Tai Chi for decades also. And there, too, the the culture there is so rich with deep wisdoms and aesthetic beauty. So what would you say to people or women uh if uh, there is still uh, a sense of fear? Because, you know, we could be here in the United States, which Mm -hmm. I think is just, Absolutely amazing country as well. Oh my gosh, mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm so, so happy to be American. But yes. there are people that uh, just cannot, or they they can, but they don't give themselves the opportunity, especially mm-hmm. women, to embrace 
all that we're speaking about here. And does that have a lot to do when you speak of, um, or work with individuals or institutions mm-hmm. uh, as a master Reiki teacher or healing or, mm-hmm. or just having this whole wellness platform? Are you helping or speaking to uh, uh, individuals and companies on how to navigate this whole experience? How does that work? Yes, well, what, and you mentioned this at the beginning, thank you. So I created a very simple program called Creative Concentration, which uses, I'd like to think, uh, many of the uh, wonderful wisdoms from both the East and the West and scientific knowledge about the uses and positive influence of meditation on the brain, of how, of how stress management can help to reduce, you know, let's say blood pressure, et cetera, et cetera. Mm. But all of these things aim towards ultimately having us be in touch with our inner being, our soul, our psychic being, our heart space. And once we are deeply in touch with that, once we learn how to relax the body, concentrate the mind through various, very simple tools and techniques of breath work, of stretching, of being quiet, of being mindful, once we can start to calm the mind and the body, then we can deeply get in touch with our own spirits. And our Mm. spirits are very brave, very Mm. filled with optimism and hope. And, and the ability to lead us down our highest and good life path, you know, to be the best we can be in this life. And I think right. that is really a key or the key for all of us and for women to learn to live their best life by being in touch with their inner spirit. Oh, that's so beautiful. <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Learn you. to live our best life by being mm-hmm. in touch with our inner spirit. So mm-hmm. and then uh, would you agree that uh, we are all spiritual beings, and if yes. somehow that, that our spiritual being is being oppressed in any way, and well, sometimes uh, maybe we're doing that ourselves, not well, I, I love yeah. that quote. You know, we are spiritual. We were. We, excuse me. We are mm-hmm. spiritual beings having a physical experience. Oh, I love that. So let's yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Well, spiritual beings having a physical, physical experience. experience. I love that. So, so <laughs> me too. I wish I had made that up, but I did. <laughs> I, I won't take too so much credit for that. One. that. <laughs> but it's great because that's so. If exactly we were uh, Sumerian, so if yeah. um. I think if we all had it our way, we would want to uh, remain every day, you know, just uh, uh, conscious of being calm and mm. and very, uh, of course, uh, spiritual and, and being grounded in, mm. in, in uh, spiritual, uh, a, a spiritual presence, of grounded in faith. We would all love to be this way every day, every minute of the day. But if we're living the physical, mm. then we need the tools 
to maintain, and I don't know. I'm throwing that out. Mm. No, <laughs> so absolutely. The tools to maintain all of uh, it's really sort of controlling the physical uh, in a sense where it just doesn't take over the spiritual. Mm. So we can use the two together. Let's let's explore that for a mm-hmm. moment. So we are certainly though living in a physical world, and for many of us, it is glorious. You know, our compassion and hearts go out to many others who are having a very difficult or, you know, very sad right, experience right. at this time. And we, we want to send them great love and light. On the and other hand, we can use our first physical experience in an uplifting way. Sensuality and sensual experiences, eating that orange in the middle of winter, or uh, swimming and feeling our bodies in that warm tropical ocean, yeah, mm-hmm. those are expre- are ways to express our spirits. Mind mm-hmm. and body and spirit are intimately connected. They are who we are. There is no division. There is mm-hmm. no division. You know, I think that's really important. There might have been that division centuries ago in Eastern thought and even in Western, but that it, we have realized that in this time, in the 21st century, it's all one package. Right. You know? <laughs> right. So that, I believe you know, that because yes. if, it's, uh, if it's not centered, if it's not connected, then there are, you know, issues. There, oh, there can be issues. And there can be issues of illness and disease for each of us individually, you know, if we're not really being in touch and Mm -hmm. working with our spirit through our senses, connecting the emotional, also very important part, you Mm -hmm. know, of our being uh, to our mental, emotional, physical, and spiritual core, to the core. And I think that's so important and the thing that connects that all and it's something that we do do every minute of the day is our breath yes that tool that tool that is the tool that is the tip deep breathing belly breath you know however we want to call it i like to call it also breakthrough breathing when we're breathing correctly deeply into the body Slowly, great. Not rapidly, but slowly and exhaling. (laughs) Yes, that's and engaging with all things well. That's what I like to believe because water and oxygen is (laughs) that's it. Oh yes, we should be drinking lots and lots and lots of water. Water (laughs) So you mentioned something earlier about, um, uh, and, and you said so eloquently. We are all. Um, you know, we're, we're basically in a space in our life. We could be uh, just enjoying it, uh, the physical, doing all the things we want, uh, being blessed to do that. And then there, uh, there are others that um, we, uh, we definitely pray for and we engage with and help in any way that we can. Mm. But um, I'm thinking they too, the, the people who need the help, uh, they're, they're, they, there are times when they can be as happy without this whole physical idea of um, the way maybe perhaps people who have more are experiencing. So I say this because I think, you know, I took my, my daughter to 
Kenya with Feed the Children uh, a few years back before um, her first year, her freshman year in college. I, I just think it's really important globally to take our kids and, mm. and to get back in, in that way. So um, I took her to Kenya, and um, we did a, a, a small um, interview or video for Feed the Children, and I just remember this kid who was, I think, 17, 18, at the time said uh, they asked her about her experience because we had to go into areas where there are like 5,000 people there, and they're, they're like a, maybe a couple of holes in the, the ground um, to use the bathroom. And mm. unfortunately, people were suffering from AIDS. We visited uh, a, a woman who had two sons who had uh, worked in one of the most beautiful hotels, and then uh, she unfortunately got AIDS. And her kids were walk uh, at least 10 miles to go to school. And, you know, you know the stories. Mm-hmm. But here was uh, my daughter uh, speaking about her experience. And she says, they just, um, everybody seems very happy because we were mm-hmm. um, feeding the children and fitting them with shoes. She said, we have so much. People have so much. What I recognize is that we have so much, but they're still not happy. You know, people aren't happy. She said, but the kids, they seemed so happy. And I thought, wow, this is truly something that uh, when we're living what we think is the life, it is a physical life. It's not the spiritual. If you're not, you have everything and you're still not happy, you're not grounded, uh, maybe, you know, with faith or just that spiritual um, being that uh, we all uh, uh, should know because we're representing that. You know, we, we are the spiritual being living in the physical life. So I just thought that was uh, quite interesting that she recognized that there are people who are, are um, suffering physically and don't have much, but they're really happy. Absolutely, and I th- I think you <laughs> said that very well, Desiree. Uh, well, when I say we are physical, we are spiritual beings living a physical existence or a physical life. I mean each of us individually. That's, I'm not talking about um, uh, commercialism and uh, you know having three cars and lots of uh, bathrooms in your house. I'm just talking about our spirits are encased in a physical body. And right, and, and I get that. But yes, I'm yes. It but you're absolutely further. right, like and your daughter was absolutely further. right, and we, I think I get that. But yeah. it's encased in a physical body that, mm-hmm. from day to day, if we don't use that physical presence, then yes. we just lie dormant. You know, nothing, nothing happens. So I'm really uh, visualizing that. A physical space that you just spoke about, and in that case, mm. doing things day to day. And I think, uh, for me, I think that's the disruption at times in our lives, the choices we make mm. with that physical presence. So it, it does not matter if you're uh, wealthy, you know, uh, middle class or poor, once you understand what you have mentioned so eloquently, that physical presence, once you understand that, what do you do with it? How do you navigate that experience with the foundation of spirituality? But what do you do physically every day to um, stay solid and grounded with that whole connection that you call one mind, body, spirit? So I think, again, you know, uh, in terms of just staying grounded, um, 
there is a whole program that people can learn about on my website. But again, the, the most simple one is the breath work. <clears throat> you know, being in touch with your breath helps us to become so mindful also of our thoughts that are going on. Beautiful. You know, I okay. think that connection is, is crucial. Then we can go out and do those good deeds. Those physical things. Oh, great. Yes. So hold that note. I uh, am going to break for commercial again, and we're speaking with uh, the amazing Miriam Bellove. We shall return in a moment. Thanks for listening. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The Mayan calendar tells us that we will be entering into a 260-day opportunity for us to engage in conscious co-creation with great spirit. How will we prepare ourselves for this exciting and unprecedented time in Earth's history? Peter Tung has dedicated over 20 years of his life's work to exploring that which is beyond understanding. Peter will help increase your awareness and education on this enlightening transformation in consciousness. Awakening to Conscious Co-Creation airs live Wednesdays at noon Pacific Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Time on 7th Wave Network. Leadership is a vital skill set in today's competitive global economy. Being a leader is not enough. To succeed, you must optimize your performance and know how to imbue others in your organization with leadership skills. Practical, actionable leadership insights are the focus of Leadership Development News, hosted each Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, by Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler on the Voice America Business Channel. Doctors Greenberg and Nadler, who coach global leaders on how to be most effective, will share their insights and contacts. The path to leadership excellence begins here. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. You're tuned in to the Wellness Lounge a step further with host Desiree Watson. To find out more about our programs, please visit our website at www.wellnessinteractive.com. That's wellnessinteractive.com. Now, back to the show. Thanks again for joining us. We're speaking with Miriam Bellov, and she is enlightening us on, uh, I'd like to believe, pathways to vibrant health and well-being. I say that because it's also a book that uh, she has written. She is a number one best-selling author twice. So... uh, She's also appeared on uh, TV shows, CBS, NBC, Lifetime, hosted her own radio talk show and created the download, Relax, Feel Great, Stay Young, to help and inspire others. So, Marion, thanks again for uh, uh, engaging us and empowering us, enlightening us. And please tell us about one of your fabulous books, if not oh. all of them, <laughs> Pathways to Vibrant Health and Well-Being. Oh, thank you. Yes, well, you know, Desiree, as we were talking about, I have traveled, but I wanted to make tools and tips and skills for people to use so that I could be of service to people. Having traveled globally, I like to serve locally also to whomever I can help. So on my website, 
and that's wellnessagenda.com. I know we have lots of the same names, you and I, because we're <laughs> right. so wonderful. <laughs> but I'm wellnessagenda.com. Um, I have all these different tools and tips and, and helping um, things. And so two of them are these wonderful books. I, it was a woman's anthology book. One was Women Living Consciously, which we discussed. And the other is Pathways to Vibrant Health and Well-Being. And this, too, was a fa- fantastic. These included stories, profound stories, really, of physical, emotional, and spiritual healing to encourage and uplift the readers on their personal journeys. And, uh, again, both of these, uh, the other one, too, Women Living Consciously, was the number one bestseller on Amazon. Mm-hmm. So that was just thrilling. <laughs> wow, that's awesome. And in, this, in the Pathways to Vibrant Health and Well-Being, um, I wrote about my mother and I because I said, you know what? I wrote about my grandmother, whom we spoke about, Shirley, and women living consciously. And I had the great honor and privilege of helping my mother transition into the light um, two years ago. Wow. And I said to myself, I need to share this. Wow. I need to share this because... I had the great pleasure of of continuing that pattern of grandmother to granddaughters. So my mother lived with my family, and my my daughter was able to know my mother. And my husband was uh, wonderful in allowing this huge extended uh, family, very maternally, (laughs) matriarchally (laughs) oriented again. (laughs) And I realized that all of my traveling and studying and creating uh, creative concentration and the wellness agenda and teaching was really brought to service to help my mother in her passing. I had, of course, worked with her all these decades with breath work and meditation and had given her lots of Reiki to extend her life, you know, to make her the best 80-year-old, 85-year-old she could be. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, we had gone to Paris as a girls' night out, which was a wonderful week <laughs> with my sister, my younger sister and my mother and my daughter and I. And it was absolutely divine. Who's ever been to Paris knows it is the city of light. And it was great. And mother insisted on going. And I had a premonition it wouldn't be that great. So towards the end, sadly, she did fall and uh, broke her hip. And that began her decline, a very obvious decline, but she is a very strong woman, and we had two more wonderful years, and then this final transition, which happened after I took a very quick trip to China that I had mentioned, and uh, over those past, those two years with my mother's health declining, I stayed, of course, very close to home, working with her and being with her. But when I was offered to go to China, everyone said uh, that I had to go. And since I grew up eating Chinese food... (laughs) (laughs) I think all of us, right? (laughs) Right. uh, You know, I did. I went for the the quick 14-day trip and came back. 
And it was clear to me also at that point, too, that Mother had declined even further. And so I wrote about this not in a sad way, but in a very, I feel, uplifting way, because it Mm -hmm. was. I had the great pleasure and honor, again, of being with her, helping her spirit release, Mm -hmm. seeing the light, Mm -hmm. and recognizing that, indeed, it is all light. Yes, beautiful. So that book, Pathways to Vibrant Health (laughs) and Well-Being, for me, showed how even in this experience, we can still be vibrant and can lead us to another level of of well-being, which for her, of course, was her final transition. Wow, I think that's so beautiful, and I think that... So many of us would like to be able to do that, so thanks for sharing. And I really want to urge, we were talking about reaching out to your women listeners. I would Mm -hmm. like to strongly urge uh, women uh, who may be in the sandwich generation as uh, or late baby boomers who have older parents who are starting to transition, be with them. Be yeah. with these people uh, yeah. if you can. You know, I I was in, again, a unique situation where I was able to create a household of my daughter and my mother uh, so they could know each other, so my daughter can tell her story and have this matriarchal line also. And so Absolutely. many of us don't live like that anymore, you know. But I, I know, it's really... Um, it's sad, tough. you know. It's really sad, yeah. and and yeah. and with all of my traveling and being very involved with the United Nations, and a lot of these countries from all over the world still live in extended families and could appreciate what what I had done mm-hmm. and was going mm-hmm. through. But a lot of my friends, unless they were colleagues in wellness and in spirit work. You know, we're a little surprised. You know, you know why? Yeah, they're a little surprised. I think um, uh, some are are engaged with. um, Well, most now because we have over eighty million baby, or I know seventy-seven million baby boomers, or something. But um, uh, they're uh, these. Sandwich generation. They're taking care of uh, maybe three households: the younger kids and you know older parents and. And I don't understand that because if there are three households, why not combine it and make one, as uh, yeah. you mentioned? And it's <laughs> you so, know, why not you know, engage? There's so much to learn and understand. Yeah. I know my my well, my dad passed many years ago, but my mom would stay with us for six mm-hmm. months and then oh. stay and uh, uh, go back to Buffalo, and because there are so many relatives there and stay there, but. It was in stay with my brother. It was just important to have her around. We loved it, but mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't see. And, and my mother, I, I don't know if this were the case for yourself. My mother would go everywhere with me. If I had to go out to dinner, you know, mm-hmm. she would go everywhere. And so my kids know her. I, my husband and I would travel with her, all of that. It's very important. I think so. And I'd like to, again, urge your listeners to take advantage of this a very precious gift we have of these people in their physical bodies. Now, for mm-hmm. me, and I, I, I want to just get back very briefly, when Mother passed, it also opened up for me so much more spirit and psychic work, personally in my own career and growth. Uh, so mm. I was able to extend a lot of the skills that I bring to clients privately uh, with 
huge amounts of clairvoyance and past life readings that I, I feel can be so effective for dealing with situations now. You know, mm-hmm. So I created these tools very specifically. I have this download, which you kindly mentioned, Relax, Feel Great, Stay Young, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> which includes you know, innovative exercises using yoga and tai chi to relax your body, which I talked about, you know, the mm-hmm. importance of mental techniques to focus your mind, and we go through those very specifically, and then meditative practices to empower you. Mm. Yeah, so that's really important. And, of course, there's beautiful scenery and music. And what <laughs> I love about the download, though, is that it's only 30 minutes. So that's it's great. not for hours that you have to yeah, listen to it or great. watch it. You know, but we need to learn, and I have experienced this firsthand, again, traveling in other countries. Everyone wants to be like us now, like America, you know, which is always on the move. But we have to learn now that it's not great to multitask. That's a complete myth. Right. You know, we need to be mindful and one-centered and one-pointed and concentrated on one thing at a time, at, if possible, one thought at a time even. And that takes practice. It's like learning French or learning how to w- work on the newest iPhone app or whatever, <laughs> you know. You need to practice. And that's the same uh, same concept with meditation or mindfulness. So I am grateful that, for me, the, the steps for knowing how to meditate came to me, and I, I put them down in this download so that people anywhere can start to practice and use these tools because that's really what we need to do, each of us individually. And then we can go out and do the great work. So I do a lot of giving back. I'm, I'm involved with lots of women's organizations, with the United Nations Women for Peace, uh, uh, and also for the Nakashima Foundation for Peace, which uh, we are putting peace altars all around the planet. Nakashima was a world-famous woodworker. Mm-hmm. who has been honored by many... Um, governments, including the Japanese emperor, and we've just been involved and honored by the World Monuments Fund, which is very similar to UNESCO, that protects uh, buildings, cities, caves, bridges all around the planet that need protecting, and they Mm -hmm. have just put Nakashima's compound down in New Hope, Pennsylvania, on their list, which has been really exciting. So we had a huge event there. I do a lot of work, so that's one reason I recently went to Oroville in February again, because we inaugurated the Sacred Peace Table for Southeast, for Asia, for the peoples mm-hmm. of Asia. We have one Beautiful. in Moscow and an altar at St. John the Divine for North America. So that's been really exciting. Beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. So and all um, of that. Some of this you could find on, on your website, right? Yes. And your website is wellnessagenda.com? Yes, yes. It really talks about all of my different platforms. And, and how about some of your other social media um, are you you're well, on LinkedIn? Yes, of course I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook. Facebook uh, and um I'll in fact and you can get 
to those sites through my site. You know, up on the upper right, you can click on to LinkedIn and Facebook. And you can, If in fact, I'm quite excited. In February, I'll be doing a major uh, webinar about, which I like to call it, in fact, Keep Calm okay. and Luxuriate On. Excellent, excellent. It has been such a great time uh, just listening to you and engaging with you, and the time uh, does go quickly. <laughs> but uh, to engage with uh, Marion, please go to her site. It's actually absolutely beautiful, all the beautiful photos. It's wellnessagenda.com. And please come back to um, share with us again, Marion. It has been great having you on the show today. Thank you. I'd love to. Thank you, Desiree. Take care, and thanks for listening. Uh, We, again, are always so humbled to have listeners from around the world. Please uh, tune in again. Thanks so much for joining us this week for the Wellness Lounge. A step further, please tune in next Monday morning at 6 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, or our replay Saturday morning at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Variety Channel for another great show featuring your host, Desiree Watson. We'll continue to show you how to incorporate a wellness lifestyle and live a better life.